When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On ECN, the captain's run with Kane Corns. Yeah, very good morning to you. It was a massive first hour, it must be said. I reckon we almost took a record amount of calls, heaps of texts coming through. Apologies, couldn't get to all of those, but it's a really interesting AFL season that is in front of us. And Melbourne's form last night was exactly what Melbourne fans would have wanted to see. And for Port Adelaide, and to those of you waking up this morning in a bad mood, there's probably good reason for that because the Premiership hopes have probably evaporated again and the facts are the facts that they are not good enough to compete against the best teams in it. Big guests coming up. We're going to go to the Saints and speak to Callum Wilkie, who's one of their unheralded stars, putting together a fine season. We'll talk some Olympics with a great story. Maddie Clark has qualified on the death knock the last minute in the steeplechase. He'll join us after 11 and game two of the NBA Finals is on. Dean, Dean Vickerman is the Melbourne United coach. He's live from the Sporting Globe's NBA Finals watch party. Uh, we'll talk some more footy, though, now with afl.com.au. Guru Kautumi is his name. Hey, Kau, thanks for your time, buddy. Anytime, Kane. How are you? What did you make of the Ds last night? Pretty impressive. They were too good, weren't they? And yeah. again, there's probably the question mark on the Port Adelaide midfield, and it's an area that they've looked at bolstering over the past couple of years. They're interested in Zach Merritt this year around as a, a restricted free agent. So clearly, I think um, the gap between the Petrarca and Oliver level and maybe the one outness of uh, Ollie Wines at the moment, clearly Zach Butters is, is right up there as Port Adelaide's best player as well when he's firing. I know you're as big a fan of him as I am, but... Yeah, they need him back up and going, and unfortunately that looks like being a few weeks away now again. Yeah, so you're one of the experts in terms of you know the trade staff and, and draft. If you were Port Adelaide, I mean, the, the demographic of their list is still pretty good. They've invested heavily in, in the draft. There's a number of first-round draft picks on their list. Now that the midfielders are starting to be ticked off and re-signing, you know, even, even Parrish re-signing Merritt, you mentioned Cripps, they're starting to become unavailable again. Is there any out there that, that fit for Port? One I would put on the radar as being a good option, I think. And he's a bit underrated because, one, he's been out of sight, out of mind this year. And, two, he's plays for North Melbourne, which has struggled over the past few years, is Trent Dumont. Look, he's a player who had a look around at the end of last season with a year to go in his contract. So he would have had to be joining another club via a trade. This time around, he's an unrestricted free agent. So he can walk to another club. He had interest last year. The calf injury has meant that he missed the first half of this season. I think he's a pretty good player. I just think that this season and the fact that he plays for a lower-profile club, some people might not see that. But I think in terms of adding to your depth of midfielders, he'd be a good option to have a look at from Port Adelaide's perspective. 
So we love the the trade space and and it goes nuts when it happens and comes around. It doesn't feel like it's going to be that busy though, does it, Cow? Like the, with the players available, I guess Josh Kelly is the big one. There's a there's a couple of names, but do you think it might be a little bit more quiet with with players recommitting to their own clubs? Yeah, there's a couple as you said. Josh Kelly's a big free agent. We don't know where it's going to land for Jack Billings as well, who's yet to have a contract put to him at the Saints despite being a restricted free agent. Matt Crouch, of course, as well. Where does it land for him, given the injury troubles he's had this year? So they're all the big main uh, restricted free agents. And I think you're right, because clubs have been so stacked in terms of their salary caps and what they had to do at the end of last year and, and defer payments and ask players all around club land to, to push back money to make sure they could get under the salary cap, which had been revised by the AFL, means Clubs just don't have the cash to splash this season. So I know speaking to list managers and managers, they are finding it as well that there's not as many names doing the rounds in terms of being on the move because uh, at this point, the clubs aren't really sure what the salary cap will be in the future as well. They're not um, completely certain on what the, the player list numbers will be for each club. So there is still some uncertainty out there and, and the collective bargaining agreement too in the future is, is unclear. So put all those into the mix and the fact that the clubs had to push back money so much last year means there isn't as much cash ready out there to, to spend on some guys to lure them around. Mm. Hey, we know that the uh, underage players didn't get much footy at all um, last year. It's shaping to be similar this year, is it, Cow? So some postponing of some big games, including uh, the Allies, who were set to play Vic Metro this weekend. That's been cancelled due to COVID. Is there concerns that they're not getting enough footy in? Yeah, I think that would be a concern from recruiters, for sure. And they're probably ready at this point of the year. Well, they definitely are ready to have that next test. I mean, we've seen a lot of the big names in terms of the draft pool play at lower levels and NAB League level and in South Australia, the under-18s competition there in Western Australia, the Colts competition, and probably show that they're ready for the next step and the next step up. Now, that won't come until later this year. That was the plan all along that the championship, the under-19 championships would be in the second half of the year. I guess a risk with that, though, as we've clearly found out across this season has been that, you know, a breakout of COVID-19 in certain states can mean that that can be delayed and delayed and pushed back. And that's what's happened this week. As you say, the under-19s was meant to start in the Gold Coast with the Vic Metro and Allies game. That's been rescheduled for, for coming weeks. Hopefully they can get that game off and running. But yeah, there is a feel that, you know, we're ready to see these guys level up a little bit and it, and it won't come uh, for a little bit longer than they might have hoped. So in its place is a, a challenge match between Vic Metro and Vic Country. That's at Windy Hill uh, tomorrow from midday. Uh, who are the names we need to keep a close eye on? From today, actually, at midday. So today. if you're listening, you can get down. Uh, get down and have a look at that one from midday. And or if you're not, uh, you can catch it on afl.com.au and the AFL Live app, the live stream there. Look, it's going to be a good game because it's a competitive squad from both Vic Metro and Vic Country. They had trial games a couple of weeks ago where there was two games and and two teams from each region. Now it's down to one, and we're seeing the best of the best from Victoria up against each other. A couple of guys that I'm excited to see. Campbell Chesser is back from a knee injury. He could be a top 10 to 15 pick. Just hasn't played too much this year. Josh Sin, uh, who started the year you know, right in the mix of that number one spot, he's back from a hamstring injury in recent weeks. He didn't play in the trial game a couple of weeks ago. He's you know, a lightning-quick player off half-back. He can really be a running carry player. Uh, Josh Rochelle kicked six goals last week, came playing for the Murray Bush Rangers in the NAB League. So he's a small forward. I, I keep comparing him to Alan Didak, which 
it's probably a bit of a stretch given these guys are born in 2003. But he's a bit of Toby Green about his, above, above his head as well as a small forward. And one that Melbourne supporters might keep an eye on as well is uh, just to make their last couple of days even better is Mac Andrew is back from concussion. Now, Mac Andrew, uh, multicultural talent who's from uh, the Africa region and, and also uh, is a part of their Next Generation Academy. Now, the interesting thing with him is that if, as things go, he looks like being a top 15 pick, which would mean that the Ds don't actually get access to him under NGO rules. So he's almost going too well, but uh, he's certainly a talent and a really exciting player that will be running around today in big country. Nick, uh, Nick Dacos also didn't play in a, a trial game due to some soreness, but he's back today as well, so that'll be exciting for Pies fans. Yeah, he's a Jet. He, he's back, so he hasn't played for a couple of weeks. Uh, and Sam Darcy missed last week as well uh, with a calf injury. So he'll be playing a key forward. Obviously, those two are, are probably the th- among the three contenders for the number one pick, and the other one being uh, Jason Horn from South Adelaide, who's pieced together a, a pretty exciting season playing a full year of senior level uh, in the sample. So all very different players, but certainly Nick Dacos and, and Sam Darcy as father-sons, look, they're up there, but they're you know, going to be off, off limits really in terms of who's out there and who can grab them. So Jason Horn in the open pool, but certainly Nick Dacos as a, as a midfielder. There has been very few players come through the draft in recent years that have had as commanding and dominant seasons as him. And Sam Darcy, well, he kicked six goals in a trial game a couple of weeks ago and since we sort of started watching him at the start of the season, it's been an amazing rise, really. So he's pushed himself right up the rungs of the draft and looks like being a top three pick now. Hey, what did you make of uh, Luke Beveridge's comments? May have been last week. Um, he, he mentioned about clubs bidding on um, the players that they have access to. For example, Adelaide bidding on, on Hugo Hagen and not allowing them to the play that they end up selecting. So Riley Philthorpe in that instance to be the number one pick, which doesn't allow them to get the $10,000 share portfolio or whatever it is from NAB. Was it it a strange comment to make? (laughs) It was interesting, wasn't it? I mean, the Dogs are in a pretty privileged position given they get the number one pick, Jamari Eaglehagen, who we'll see debut this week um, through the Next Generation Academy rules, which have now been abolished. So that'll never happen again. And then they get a father-son, uh, this year with potentially the number one, two or three selections. And they're probably the club that's benefited most from the father-sons. And it also gives them uh, a license to then go and trade out your first pick because they did that last year as part of the Trelaw deal. So really having Jamara waiting in the wings allowed them to, to get uh, Adam Trelaw at a pretty cheap value. This year they can do that again with their first pick. So there's some real benefits to having these guys, obviously. As for his comment, I mean... Every club sort of bids on players differently. Some are active bidders. Adelaide has been active bidders for the duration of the live bidding system. We've seen that through the Northern Academies coming through all those years ago. I think they bid on Harry Himmelberg a few years ago as well, who they really eyed off Mm. as as an early talent. So they've shown a tendency to do it. Other clubs don't like to get as involved in that as much. So everyone looks at that a little bit differently. But yeah, it's an interesting um, political move as well when you've got the number one pick and... I always thought that it would be unlikely that a club would, would move that number one pick and, and make it clear that that play was their second choice. In the end, the, the Crows did that with Thilthorpe. And, yeah, it'd be interesting to know whether Riley Thilthorpe would have preferred to go number one. Um, I, I reckon he probably would have, but and he's probably mm. shown that he'd be worthy of that selection too. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, hey, who's got Collingwood's first pick? They, they traded out. The, the Giants have got that pick, don't they, which would, uh, at the moment, as it sits, be pick three in the draft. So not a bad move from them. Yeah, really savvy move in the middle of last year's draft to do that. The Pies traded out. And 
had a big splash at last year's draft. So they did pick up some players and, and make a real impact to get, I think, four or five picks inside the top 30. And I picked up Reese McInnes, a, an academy player who we haven't seen yet. So they really identified last year's draft the pies to, to make a real splash. But in doing that, they obviously had to move out their future first pick. And it's given the Giants at the moment, you know, around if they finished eighth, ninth, tenth, it could be two picks inside the top 10 or 11 selections. And um, we know the talent pool that they've had come through and it's sort of been a bit of a revolving door in terms of early picks because of those players leaving across the past couple of years. But yeah, it's uh, given them a position of strength. And with pick three, uh, if it stays around that, that point, obviously Darcy and, and Dacos are basically off limits. But there are some other really good players in there. Finn Callahan, who won't play today due, due to a foot injury. He's among, among that group. Josh Gibkiss, a key back who reminds me a lot of uh, Darcy Moore with the way he flies to the ball and, and grabs his mark in defence. So there are a couple of names who should be right in the mix of that first pick if it remains around that spot. And pretty exciting for Dogs fans. As you mentioned, they're, they're flying. They're, they're second on the ladder at the moment. They've got young players coming out of their backside and their number one draft pick, Hugo Hagen's going to debut. What, what do you think we should expect? Or how ready is he to go at AFL level, do you think? Fascinating selection, this one, because you speak to clubs who were watching his VFL last week and they said he's pretty quiet. Um, obviously, the opportunity arises because of uh, Aaron Norton's injury. I think he could be one of those players. And look, this is based on seeing him at different levels over the over the past three to, three or so years, I think he could be one of those players that actually does a little bit better at AFL level when the ball's delivered to him a little bit better. His strength is getting off the off his man with a real quick few steps and that, that athleticism and speed that he has. I mean, this is a guy who ran 2.93, I think, for 20 metres in the, the testing last year for a guy who's you know 200 centimetres tall. So he's a, an amazing athlete. And I think we'll see that on show at AFL level, maybe more than VFL level, which is a different brand of footy. So I'm excited to see what he does. It wouldn't surprise me if he hit the scoreboard because he's always been able to do that. It doesn't take too many opportunities to do that. And he generally is a guy that once he finds his groove can hit the scoreboard pretty regularly. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how he goes. And, yeah, well done to the dogs. I mean, this is, they've made him wait and they haven't had to rush him. It's been such a unique year for a number one pick, hasn't it? Because mm. it's so rare that the number one pick goes to a, a premiership contender and at sometimes a, a premiership favourite. So, yeah, they get to blood him in now. And, and if he gets a bit of a run at it, then who knows what sort of impact he could have in the last six weeks of the season. So, mate, you'll be heading down to Windy Hill today. How can we watch and catch up with this big game for, for the youngsters today? Yeah, it'll be a great game. So... Catch that one on afl.com.au or the AFL Live official app from 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So live commentary, all the game, all the footage, all the highlights. Everything you need to know about these kids will be on there. So tune in there and and, uh, enjoy some of the next generation. Awesome, mate. Great coverage as always. Kautumi, afl.com.au. Joining us this morning, that game. The country match, they're calling it a challenge match actually between Vic Metro and Vic Country, as he said on the website from Windy Hill at midday. If you want to get a glimpse of the next generation, did he just say they're born in 2003? These ones being drafted. Oh, that that uh, that is frightening. Hey, we'd love your calls. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Heaps of texts coming through as well. G'day, Kane. While it's got Pendlebury and Alistair Clarkson catch up for coffee at a coffee shop, surely their private residence would be smarter. Collingwood have bluffed the Hawks with the Mitchell calls. Pendles and Clarko have been catching up, have they? A bit of a, a word on the street for you there at a public coffee shop. Maybe they're just 
good mates and, and talking some footy. But Scott Pendlebury did say during the week, didn't he, that his um, post-playing career will be in coaching. Good stuff, good rumours uh, coming through this morning, thick and fast. 18 minutes past 10 o'clock. We've got a massive morning coming up. We'd love your thoughts and you can join in the conversation as always on 1300 G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. 36736.